Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. Thanks for coming back and listening. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. If you are in the ministry anywhere, you're in a missions organization, you work at a church, you volunteer, you serve, you're on staff, this is the podcast for you. Today, we are talking about supercharging your growth, basically growth on steroids. You know, we're not all perfect. We've got some areas where we want to grow in and we want to be more productive, more fruitful in our lives. How are we going to get there? And is there a way to get there faster than normal? Is there a way to to really kick that into high gear and do some serious growing? And man, that's exciting. And you're probably excited to hear about it until I say this. You want to supercharge some growing. One of the things you're going to have to do is you're going to have to learn how to take correction, especially correction that you don't think is right or was delivered way poorly. We're going to talk about that today. Listen, here's two principles I I want to introduce to you right now. The attitude with which you accept correction determines how long it takes that that correction to impact your life. The attitude that you have towards correction determines how long it takes to impact your life. Here's another one. The attitude you have towards correction determines how much growth you're going to get out of it. The attitude you have towards correction determines how much growth you're going to get out of it. Listen, we all have to accept correction. We all have to change behaviors and become more and and become more fruitful, get some bad things out, get some good things in. But changing your behavior and accepting correction are two different things. See, you can change your behavior and hate it. Well, that's just a behavioral change. That's not really accepting correction at all. But correction is where growth comes from. So if you want to supercharge your growth, you want to really get out there and do some growing, your attitude towards correction has to be right, not just your correction. In fact, I would say the attitude you have towards correction is more important than the correction itself. So let me get into this this, this thing about correction because, you know, we talk about correction. We talk about, hey, i got to change and i got to accept correction and blah, blah, blah. But I want to dig into not really understanding the correction that you need to make and and how your leader your leader may come and say hey i want you to make your correct this correction or you're doing this wrong and you're like i am definitely not doing that wrong or this or that or when correction really is a battle in you i want to talk about how to deal with that listen let me start with this sometimes you got to accept correction by faith all right, Proverbs 15:31 says, "Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise." That is growth. If you want to be wise, you want to walk in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, you want to get it right, you want to be able to apply the right principles at the right time in the right way, you're going to need wisdom and correction brings you into wisdom. Listen, a 6-month-old child is cool, but they are not all that fruitful in life. But if they'll accept correction, learn, grow, gain knowledge, gain understanding, 20, 30, 40, 50, 80 years old, they can really have an impact. But if they reject, if they get three, four years old and reject everything, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to learn to to read, to write. I'm not going to learn to do anything, anything anyone wants. I'm just going to do whatever I want. They're going to be a 40-year-old child that is fruitless. You probably know some people like that in your life. I have seen several of those people in my life. So let me talk about this. Years ago, probably 15 years ago, my pastor called me and I said, Chad, you're going to have to correct this problem. And he laid out a problem for me. He said, Chad, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to change this. This is a big problem. you got to deal with this. And I thought to myself, 
as I was right there listening, I thought, no, it's not. No, 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 you're wrong. That's not actually a problem in my life. No, I I don't like the way you're saying that. You're not even delivering correction well. So when I asked my pastor, what's the deal? What what am I not seeing? He's like, I don't know what you're not seeing. I'm like, well, well, pastor, how do I fix this? He goes, I don't know how you're going to fix it. I don't have any suggestions to give you. So that was that was that was correction at, at that moment. My pastor said, "You got to change this." I don't think I'm in the wrong. He said, "You got to start doing this." Although actually, there's a lot of other people with the same problem, and he wasn't saying anything to them, or so I thought at the time. This is my thought process. He doesn't tell me everything that's wrong. He doesn't tell me how to fix it, and he's like, "Now go and sin no more." So I'm thinking, "What in the world? This is not helpful at all." But let me kick in a key. If you haven't listened to podcast number one, let me kick in a key here. I had already been studying and praying in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. It says this, For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. I had already begun meditating on these scriptures some time before this. So let me repeat that in case you missed it. I had already been meditating on the Word of God, okay? Some of us never even crack a Bible except for once a week. I am mulling over these scriptures in my head and my heart and reading them over and over again because I'm wanting to try to figure out why is God saying wisdom is better than everything in life that's valuable? So with this in my heart, I take my pastor's correction back to prayer, and I say, now, God, what am I going to do about this? I don't understand what he's saying. I don't think it's a problem. I see a lot of other people doing it, and I'm kind of mad because he didn't call us all in to correct that problem, and he didn't give me any suggestions, and he really didn't explain a lot to me. I'm kind of lost here. And listen, this is, this is what happened. The Holy Spirit, just by the grace of God, thank you, God, for being kind enough to help us when we're idiots. This is what the Holy Spirit put in me to do, to blindly and completely accept that I was in the wrong, to blindly and completely accept that my pastor was all the way right about everything he said, every piece of criticism he gave me in that moment, and to completely dedicate my heart to use whatever I could to find a solution and not fail in this area again. So here I am. Don't really think I'm that in the wrong. Lots of other people have the same problem. Pastor doesn't really point me in any direction that's going to help me. He actually says, I don't know what to tell you to do, but you're going to have to do something. I'm I'm walking out of this office, run over, and no one's picking me up. I'm just like, I'm clueless. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So this is what the Holy Spirit said. Accept everything he said, reject your way of thinking, and walk out what he told you to do. Now, I knew there was a couple of things I could do to try to fix this problem. And there is the key. You see, sometimes correction is not easy for you to take. And sometimes you may think it is unfair and it is unrighteous. But let me tell you this. At what point does unfairness actually determine your future unless you accept it. Nothing in life is always going to be fair. I mean, Jesus had to die on the cross for us. That's not exactly fair. 
But here we are. If you if you always look at life as fairness or I, I have these rights or this or that, you are constantly focusing on yourself. Do you know why you're not growing? Because you're going to need outside influences to become more. If you're going to grow, you're going to have to pull in nutrients. You're going to have to pull in wisdom. You're going to have to pull in understanding to produce fruit in your life. Just like a plant, it pulls from the soil. It pulls from the sun. It pulls from the water. But a plant cannot sustain itself. It's got to have other things. That is part of correction. It's bringing other ideals, other things into your life so you can move away from where you're at and towards where you need to go. And listen, for a good-hearted person, for someone who's trying to get it right, correction can often be offensive. Let me say that again. For a person who is trying to do right, correction can often be offensive. And this is why. If you thought it was a problem, you would have already fixed it. See, somebody is telling you you're in the wrong and you don't even have a clue that you're in the wrong. And sometimes that's offensive, especially for people who are trying to do it right. I found myself in that spot. I'm like, I'm trying to get this right. I want to do it right. And it's not working. Holy Spirit said, blindly accept it. Listen, this is what happened. I go in within weeks, within weeks. I, so let, let me set that back up. My pastor's correcting me. He didn't really give me any solutions on how I need to do it, but you got to change this problem. I go, I pray. I've already got the word of God at work in my life because I've been meditating on the scriptures that I need to change some things. There's some wisdom I can gain, some areas I can grow in, and it's very valuable to pursue them. So the very few small things that I think I can begin to do to solve this problem, I begin to work overtime at getting that done. I mean, I begin to put it in every time I turned around. I'm thinking about those few little things. And within weeks, the Holy Spirit has showed me two books, had two books in my office that I was reading about that very problem that was that my pastor said was in my life that I really didn't see it. Now, here is the payoff. Here is what I really want you to hear. Here is the principles, your attitude towards correction determines how long it takes to work in your life and how much growth you're going to get out of it. Here's how that principle worked. Within just a few months, God had completely revolutionized the way I look at at who I am and, and, and other things. He completely changed this problem over in my life. I gathered so many principles out of these books that now 16, 15, 16 years later, they are absolutes in my life. They are staples of the way I live. I never alter from these things. Now, how long would it take me to grab hold of those if I had have rejected what my pastor said? You see, I didn't understand it. I don't think he corrected me in a very pleasant way. I didn't like any of it at all. I didn't think I was in the wrong, and no one gave me any way to fix it. But I was faithful with what I could, with what I had in my hand, the little piece of information that I thought I could apply, I did. And God gave the increase in that area. He showed me exactly what to read, brought these books across my path just supernaturally. I read them and God changed my life. In fact, I read one of them two or three times. And the principles I learned in it, I'm still applying today, right now. So if you want to supercharge your growth, 
you're going to have to respond to your authorities correctly. You're going to have to respond to correction correctly. Listen, it says over in Romans chapter 1, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authority, listen, the authority that exists are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who do will bring judgment upon yourselves. Listen, I want to introduce you to this principle here. It is so common for people to think that authority in their life is a restriction and a hindrance, and that is the wrong attitude. Let me say that again. It is so common for us to see authority in our lives as a restriction and a hindrance. But God loves you through correction. He loves you with the tool of correction. That is one of the many things. He'll bring blessing into your life and healing, and he'll bring wisdom, and he'll bring friends. And because he loves you, he will also bring correction. Proverbs, excuse me, Proverbs 11. I'm, oh, I'm getting my verses wrong here. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12 says this, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Now, a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about this. There's no reason to correct someone whose life is finished. The only reason why God would correct you. The only reason why he would send correction through a leader, correction through, through a boss, through someone over you is because you have a future. I'm sure by now you've probably used Google Maps at some point in your life, some type of navigation software, most likely Google Maps. And it tells you, hey, at exit 14, exit, you know, and turn right. It says you at 200 yards, take a left. It says your destination is up on the right. And here's what it doesn't ever say. You have arrived at your destination. So, turn right at 200 yards, in 200 yards. It doesn't ever say, have you arrived at your destination? You'll be there in 10 minutes. See, that doesn't make any sense. You know why? There's no use in correcting the course of someone who has nowhere to go. Correction is God loving you, and you've got to accept it wherever it comes from. And God will correct you through your leaders. You know, one of the things my pastor says that he learned from his pastor. And I love this. It actually took me a while to understand it. He said this. My pastor says this. He said his pastor said this to him. All right, so don't, don't get confused. So anyway, he says, you think you've got all the answers. The problem is you haven't heard all the questions. There are so many things in your life right now that you think you understand. But really, once you move the veil, once you gain a little wisdom, you realize there is a hundred other questions and things to consider behind it. As you grow, you begin to learn those things. But if you cannot take that wisdom into your life, you'll never grow. If you want to supercharge growth in your life, you are going to have to put things into your life that are currently not there. They do not reside in you. Correction is one of the methods that that, that material, that good stuff comes. Why? Because part of it is you're spending your energy doing damage to your future. That is why correction comes. You're spending your energy doing damage to your future. And, and that's what I was doing. My pastor said, look, Chad, you, you, because of this situation or that, you're actually spending your energy on what is not moving you forward. It's not moving anyone forward in this particular area of your life. You've got to change it. 
And when I accepted what he said, listen, I cannot get that across enough. When I accepted the correction that I did not understand, I simply rejected all of what I thought about that situation and blindly installed everything my pastor said in that moment as true. Because of that, I was able to then take in information. It opened the door of my life up. It opened the door of my heart up. Listen, let me say that again. It opened the door of my heart up for new seeds to come in, new ways of thinking, new ideals, and new and better fruit came out of it. Fruit that now today I live by and require all from that moment, all all from this conversation, this one five-minute conversation in which I said, no matter how I feel, even though I don't believe it's true, I'm going to accept what my leader said. Why? Because I need wisdom, and it's very, very valuable. That's what Proverbs chapter 3 said. So I took that into my life, and let me tell you something. Things change. The attitude towards towards God's correction in your life through your leaders will determine how effective that correction is going to be. The attitude you have about God correcting you through your leadership is going to determine how effective it's, that correction is going to be. You want it to really change? You want it to really grow? You want it to really do something massive? Get behind it immediately, whether you see it or not. And let me explain that to you a little bit. When I read those books about dealing with this problem, about, about, about how I need to do this and fix that, it taught me 15 principles in my life I didn't even know I needed. So much more wisdom came into my heart and into my life than just the one problem I was trying to solve. And those other principles helped me grow so fast and do so many different things and change so many other unrelated behaviors that were costing me. You see, you never know what God's trying to do. You never can see it all But if you will accept it by faith that God is loving you through correction, that he loves who he corrects, and sometimes your leader is not always delivering correction in the way you prefer, but if you will bypass that and grab hold of this, that if God puts your leader there and if all authority there is established by God, respect it, honor it, accept what they're saying, and let God do a work in you. That's how you're going to supercharge your growth. Now, let me mention uh, let me mention a, a couple of things. So many people in churches, in ministries, in missions organizations, wherever you, staff members, volunteers, it doesn't matter. So many people are, are looking for where their talents and their gifts fit in. They're looking. They're thinking that that leadership is hindering them from doing the will of God. So they move from ministry to ministry, looking for their place. The whole time. If they'd just be willing to bend and refine some things and change and do what they need to do to fit in where they're at, change what they need to change, abandon their own preferences, whatever it is, they could become part of something bigger. Get rooted. Let me say that again. Get rooted and begin to grow. But instead, they wander from place to place in search of a ministry where ultimately they can have the final say over their own gift. People do this Constantly, they live this way. 
with gifts, with talents, with so much potential and nothing, no fruit to show for it. This is why one of the principles I teach, and I believe I've already mentioned it on the podcast, is this. You can never fully walk in an anointing that you're not willing to walk away from. Otherwise, it'll own you because you're going to have to submit that thing to God. It is not the boss of your life. God is. So this is what I want to leave with you. A couple of questions that I just want to toss out to you. When when I have to go in, in my leaders and they have one of those conversations with me, which have to happen, where they say, Chad, I'm going to lay out something you're going to need to change in an area where you're going to need some correction. I'm about to give you some correction. If that bothers me, here's one of the things I do. I ask myself, why does that bother me? Why am I seeing this correction as detrimental and not valuable? Because the Word of God says in a hundred different places that that correction is valuable. Why is my, let me say this, listen clearly, why is my pride, my ego, my vanity kicked up, stirred up, and pushing against this correction? Here's another question. If I fell into this area of wrong, if I found myself in the wrong and needing correction, why didn't I see that coming? Why didn't I know already? Listen, there's some things you can't know. Some things, the process is not even in your brain. And I get that. And you got to learn for some areas, but some stuff you did know. One of the questions I also ask myself is if I did see this coming, why did I continue in it? Why didn't I change my behavior? How am I going to avoid this in the future, especially if I know this area is wrong? Listen, correction does not have to be detrimental. It does not have to offend. And it does not have to make you want to step back from your leader. That's, let me say that again. Correction does not have to offend. And it does not have to make you want to take a step back from your leadership. All right? It ought to be valuable to you. I learned that from that one moment 15-something years ago or 16 years ago. I learned how valuable correction is. And now if correction comes my way from my leadership and I take it wrong in my heart in any way, even for a half a second, I want to know why because I want to fix it. I want that correction not only to produce uh, fruit in my life in that one area that I need to fix, but in 10 other areas I didn't even know. If you want to supercharge growth in your life, you need to have the right attitude about correction. The right attitude about this, let me explain it differently. The right attitude about having the things in your life that are fruitless cut away and having your leader introduce new areas into your life that you can grab hold of and grow with. You see, if you say it that way, it doesn't seem bad. You say correction, you're like, oh, snap, correction, that's the worst. But if you say no, what it is is my leader's helping me get rid of the bad, helping me apply new things to my life so I can be more fruitful in the very things that God wants me fruitful in. You want to supercharge your life? Guard your attitude towards correction. 
guys, I hope the podcast, this, that's it for today. I hope it was a blessing to you. I hope you got something out of it. And if you did, please let me know. Shoot me off an email. You can go to our website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. Send us a message there. You can check out the other episodes and some other information on the website. Or you can just, just email us at, at ministrystaffpodcast at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email directly. If you've got questions you want to hear us talk about, if you hate something I said and think I was all wrong, send it anyway. I love that. And if this was a blessing to you, share this podcast with someone else. And remember, don't be mean about it. Don't be like, you need to hear this podcast because you're a punk. No, just be like, here's this podcast. I think it'll be a blessing to you. It was a blessing to me. Guys, that's it for today. We got more podcasts coming up. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>